popcorn junkies, hello. Uh, sorry we are late with this film, but this is Marriage Story, which is the Netflix film directed by Noah Baumbach, starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. And it's being talked about in the same breath as The Irishman this year for being Netflix's major assault on the Oscars. Not only was The Irishman a long film from Netflix, this also was a long film from Netflix, coming in at a two hours and a quarter almost. So as I say, it stars Scarlett Johansson, stars Adam Driver, and it's been touted as the film that we need to keep a close eye on at the Oscars for the lead actors' uh, performances, but also um, being described in the same breath as Kramer versus Kramer for heart-wrenching divorce, you know, distress, family breakdown, family breakup, from the perspective of, you know, husband, wife, father, uh, and mother and son caught in the middle. And it's partly inspired by Noah Baumbach's own experiences of divorce, as well as his own experiences of being the child of divorced parents. So he's got, he's got the qualifications, it's bang in there. We all have had some experience of this, so it's gonna resonate for everyone. And we went to this, didn't we, with the girls. Um, Excited isn't the right word. How would you describe how we were trotting along? We were going to... I was quite excited. Yeah, excited to be sort of moved. See, I love, whether it's film or theatre or anything, discussing relationships, because I find them just so fascinating. Mm. And we do all hold in our hearts, don't we, the Kramer versus Kramer and the champ. You know, I, I don't thought, remember the champ at oh, all. Oh, the no. champ. I must watch it with the girls. And, I thought, and so I was thinking, this is going to be the girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of champ and Kramer versus Kramer. I love the actors in it, so... And I was keen to see Scarlett. I always feel that Scarlett has got, you know, she's capable of far more sophisticated roles than the the ones that Marvel often give her as Black Widow. You know, Mm. she's been, I think, typecast as a superhero actor. And and similarly, I think Adam Driver, though he's done a lot of other indie stuff, um, you know, he's trying to sort of shake just being seen as Mm. Kylo Ren in the Star Wars film. So it was a good opportunity to see, see two great but popular actors really get mucky emotionally. Uh, And I'd heard on the grapevine that they did get mucky emotionally. That's what I was excited about, seeing some sort of really searingly honest and difficult... Oh, you mean in real life they did? Yeah, no, for this part. I mean, I've I've read reports of the director saying they dug deep into places and recesses. I mean, I think Scarlett comes, she has a child, doesn't she, from a guy she's split up with? So, you know, this was, you know, close to home for them both in very different ways. What an opening. What an opening. Oh, my God, I loved it. Which was almost in a complete lift, or the trailer was a complete lift of the opening of the film. It's, yeah, which got us really excited about the film. Yeah. Um, in fact, I said you could almost make it a short film. Yes. You could have almost, well, you could make it into a short mm, film. Well, it was a short film. The point when she then walks out of the media, with the mediation. Yeah. That would have been... Fantastic. Well, and it was a slightly, obviously it was a longer version than what you got in the trailer, which was them describing the greatest attributes of each other in a letter that they, a sort of letter that they wrote to each other. Which was just, it was really good because it just put you in the place of heartbreak immediately because of course Mm. you know that this is going to be a couple that are breaking up and and they're talking about all the things that they loved about each other. And I I thought it was beautifully done. It was beautifully narrated by each of them. Mm. And you and it was really clever because you kind of fell in love with each one of them. Yes. A bit like you did with The Star is Born at the beginning. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you fell yeah, in yeah. love with the characters in the way that they'd fallen in love with each other. Yeah. And I really love that when a director and writer manages to do that. Yeah. So well, and yeah, also- it got off to a brilliant start. And I could see the girls, the feel that our girls who are 12 and 15, 16, really settling down. Yes. 
they were really like, right, this is going to be good, and I juicy the, and meaty. And the mediator in that scene was, was fantastic, fabulous, cameo fabulous cameo part of, I don't mm. know who the actor is, but he, he was so strong. And I thought, wow, in that first five minutes, I thought, this is what we're after. It set the bar so high. So high. So high. And it's it was... the sort of thing I want to see in the theatre as well when I go. Mm. I want I want that sort of it really pulled up my heartstrings, mm. that that opening scene. It was per it was perfect. Yeah. I would say it was a perfect opening to a film about a relationship. Absolutely. And then it proceeded to um kind of go back in time, obviously, as we charted the way in which their relationship shifted. And I mean, and it did the classic thing of focusing, and it, I thought it focused more than I was expecting it to on the importance or lack of importance to the, each other of work and what they were doing. It made me think a lot about how couples, you know, make sacrifices or assumptions about sacrifices and how I thought, it, I thought where it was quite strong at times was the way it showed how language, you made the point, I think, after we came out, how you know, what was an agreement to one person was just a suggestion a to another. Yeah, and I thought that was really intriguing and it made me think a lot about us in terms of, oh, okay, that's why, you know, things are different, things have different importances, don't they? Because as the days have gone on since we saw it, I yeah. have thought about it more than I thought I would think right. about Right, oh, okay. I, th I found some moments of it uncomfortable being in a long-term relationship mm. and I think a lot of people will. Yeah. Those moments where you go, mm, is that what I do? Shit, is that? I think it was good. It did hold a mirror up because you've got this story going back and forth the whole time that she believed that she had said, made it clear many times mm. that, that she wanted to go back to LA. LA, yeah. And that she, he had just dismissed her feelings and mm. it was all about him and about his career. Yes. And then she, he was, of course, he just came from the complete... And I thought it illustrated that really, really well, the way yeah. you both can think that they're the injured party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, it just made me think about where do, where is, where do I do that within our relationship? Where do you do that within yeah. our relationship? Yeah. How much do we dismiss actually the dreams and hopes of the other? Because yeah. we're just getting on with the job of being together and being married and yeah. looking after the kids and, you know, living day by day and getting mm. the bills paid and... And we yeah. often dismiss, I think, in relationships what can be just seen as an indulgence or frippery within the other. I mean, you know, you know, whether it be trekking or heading off to places, and you know, these, you know, for, for certain parts of a relationship, these are cornerstones of survival that can become just seen as an indulgence or a kind of, oh, it's just a project or it's just a plan mm. or it's just a pipe dream. And actually it's very close to, however pipe dreamy something is in a relationship, it might be something that for that person is absolutely important for them. And so it exactly. deserves some... That's why I wonder whether it would have been better for them not to be, not for her to be a, you know, beautiful actress yeah. with a chance to just flip back to LA. Yeah. Whether it would have been better to have a more ordinary situation. I wondered that too. Because I think that would have made it more relatable for people. I'm and I wondered, having thought about it over the last few days, if that's where it went wrong for me, because mm. there was, it was it was just it's a bit world. too unbelievable and a bit too first world. I get you. And, and I, I also thought what I was going to get when I watched the trailer was I thought he was going to be a once successful director who was maybe struggling now and wasn't there was just an, there was, it was a given that they were both good and accomplished at what they were doing so there was no real struggle there I found that almost at the backdrop the backdrop a bit un, as you say unrelatable it was like well he's a kind of avant-garde theatre no one's going to make much money doing that sort of theatre whatever we think and that she would have sacrificed things that early if she had that much promise in a film for this 
didn't ring true. If he'd have been maybe a sort mm. more, so there was. I know what you mean. There was something that was kind I mean, of wrong with that. There was a flaw in the in the in the theme. Yeah. Now, so all of this was good, and I I, I found myself paddling quite happily for about thirty to forty minutes, and then a slow sort of a sort of dawning realisation. I was realization. all right for an hour. Were you? I was all right for 40 minutes. And I'll tell you why I was only all right what for 40 minutes. What happened at 40 minutes? Well, I think we had the first pinch point around them both having a, a moment of intensity around the child. And we were in the situation where it was beginning to fall apart. And I just didn't... And this is really weird. I don't know whether it was because of script or performance... I haven't gone through what I've gone through in my life. My, my mum texted me today saying, you must have been in bits. And looking at this on paper, I should have been in bits. But I wasn't in bits. I had one moment where I was, I was upset, and that was where Adam Driver was very, very, very sort of uh, at a state of high dudgeon in his frustrations with trying to, to, see his, to see his son. But the rest of it, I found myself strangely unengaged emotionally. And I... I couldn't strange. for a long... I spent most of my time trying to work out why am I not engaged as much as I want to be. very strange well, because we'd come prepared to have tissues. Yes. If it I... was... Well, the girls, our daughters, really, they, they, this was their very first complaint Assessment. with it, about it, was that it felt affected, that the acting felt pushed, it felt mm. like acting rather than truth, yeah. that Scarlett Johansson's was, performance was almost awkward... Mm. That, that they'd gone for this naturalistic... Vibe. Yeah, but it had just come across like you've gone for the naturalistic right, vibe. Right, there was, was a just, big sign above her. Yeah, which I really feel for her because... Mm. And I hope she she doesn't hear this. Be no Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah. Because I think she was playing a real truth. Yes. But something was mismanaged with the direction... I, I think it was the direction, though. the edit or with the... DOP, there was something that fucked up what she was doing, but I couldn't work out what it was. I think I've got one scene which for me kind of almost goes to the heart of what With the Laura problem Jean. was. Yes, so she sat on the sofa, she was opening up intensely to her. Um, Laura Dern was doing her sort of. I thought Laura, Laura, Dern, Laura Dern, Dern is fantastic. Her thing, which has become a bit of a turn. It has become a turn, and, and it's very. I should. I imagine it's very difficult to work opposite that turn. True, true, and it's always intoxicating watching Laura Dern on screen, to the detriment of everything and everyone else on she screen. She upstage herself. Every, she does upstage herself. But here's the thing: there was something very odd that happened in that scene, and I wonder whether if you were to watch the film again, which we can't because we don't have another two and a, th- a quarter hours. Um, if you were to watch it again, she suddenly stepped up and she was directed out of the room into the bathroom where you because then can see that is how her. people talk when they know each other very Precisely. well. Precisely. But not when you're in a lawyer's room. Two girlfriends would... It was almost like she, yes. she was... And the next thing she was going to do was go and sit on the toilet and pull her pants down I thought down she was going to go wee. for a wee. I thought she was going to... Which is that incredible familiarity. So you had her feeling quite awkward. Mm on the sea. Mm. It was like, I would love to know what they were trying to get across to us right. with that, because whatever it was, it didn't work. I'm gonna give you my absolute assessment of where I think this film went wrong, and it's a totally boring, pragmatic filmmaking point, which I haven't shared with anyone yet. I noticed from the way in which most scenes were covered and shot, I even noticed from the eyelines for the way most scenes were shot and covered with Adam Driver and Scarlett in them, there were countless scenes where they could have, and I'm not saying they did, but by my, my judgment of it was, neither of the other actors were there for the reverses, 
and neither of them were there for the shots on doorways. No. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you think about their schedules, which are so impossibly difficult, it felt to me that oh, what this that, film... Now you say that, that's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, and what this film... Like, so what they did have time to do was, we've got time to get you both in this room and shoot the scene where you're talking, where I thought there was one very strong, pr protracted argument between the two of them, which was very powerful. Um, but the lack of all those other inter sort of media sort of scenes of them actually meeting and talking and being able to carry it across the film, I think that injected a distance between the two of them and a slight sort of absence that didn't work, work in their favour. So I saw so many scenes where I felt they weren't actually opposite each other at all and they were having to call upon that emotion in a film where it's really about the immersion of the two characters together, oh, okay. isn't it? And, I've, and I just thought that was a practical thing which... I'd be curious to know if anyone else agrees, but it just felt at times I thought, you, you're not there, you're not there together. And th that happens a lot. But it, for me, I felt like scenes were being structured so that they weren't in the same shot together. Mm. So that's one detail. Um, what did you think of the boy? What did you think of the son? I, I, I didn't feel we got enough of the son. Because the thing about Kramer versus Kramer for me was you got a sense of- I think of... it was bizarre that we never once saw him cry. The child, that's true. That is true. Very odd. We never once saw him plead. No, or ask questions as to what was going on, which children do. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was quite autobiographical and this director was just sort of, I don't know, I don't know. I just, I wanted more emotion. Yeah. I wanted, I wasn't, I mean, I didn't feel sorry for the little boy. And it, no. I felt sorry for almost everyone. Well, and, and so that's got to be, there's got to be something wrong there. And Maddie and Kiki were actually irritated Irritated by beyond belief, not by the actor, no. but by the character. So if you're not relating to the character of the child, yeah, it's And very I'm sure there's plenty of children that do mm. behave like that within a divorce, but this is a place of entertainment. Mm. And so you do want to be, you do want to be prodded to feel yes, things. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I think it was just... Maybe it was just being played too true to life. Who did you identify with more? It, was, it needed to be dramatised more. Yeah, I agree. I think it needed to be punched out a bit more. Mm. Um, who did you identify with more? I mean, I, I couldn't work out whether I identified with Adam Driver more simply because I was the male and his journey was very I similar I identified more with Adam Driver yeah, because did, she was yeah. just coming across as really selfish yes. and mean and, and, and manipulative. And we didn't really want her to be. As no, the you audience, wanted to be more challenged by... We didn't yeah. want her to be. We wanted... It was a very... I think it was just very depressing. Yeah. It was kind of miserable people behaving in a miserable way. Well, I thought, I thought, I, I, I thought it was slightly a bit po-faced and a bit... Indulgent. It was a bit indulgent, but it, it, it was strangely dislocated. I can't get over the fact that my dislocated. biggest disappointment of this film yeah. was that it was dislocated and everything, from everything was emotionally muted and distanced. I didn't feel any intensity or depth even. I mean, I, you know, Adam Driver... God, got people will... I'm going to be fascinated by the comments because I'm, I'm sure some pe people will think this was incredibly intense. No. But maybe we are two Scorpios. Yeah. And we have a very intense... Like, like when we argue, we really, really argue. When we, like, tear each other... Because, because when actually when he properly turns on her in that big argument... I related that, to that. I started to feel some yeah. reality there. And I was, I, I, it was joyful to see Adam Driver take us to that place because I've never, never seen him lose need, his call. We just needed a bit more... I'm not, not, not saying about no. nastiness, but we just needed a bit more in... Rawness. Because otherwise, why not just do a documentary? Because, yeah, I get it. it mm. I felt like the director was trying to show us the mundaneness of it and yeah, just yeah, the yeah, exhaustion the of it and the irritation of it. But 
really all that did for the audience was leave them exhausted and irritated. I absolutely agree. I, I also actually think this suffered from the same problem as The Irishman by Scorsese, which is another Netflix film. And I do think there is a danger with this streaming um, service that's now sort of like emancipating great filmmakers. And Noah Baumbach is a major New York indie filmmaker, Scorsese likewise. You know, and what they're saying to them is, here's the money, go away and make it as long as you want with that. And I think in a weird way, this suffered from the same thing that, that the Irishman suffered for me suffered from for me. God, I mean, I'm seriously a one-man voice saying this about Marriage Story and The Irishman, two of the biggest Oscar contenders. I think Netflix have overindulged their directors. And just because they're great directors doesn't mean they can't be overindulged and trot out. You know, it just didn't feel tight. It didn't feel focused. And you can be focused and still meandering and still let stuff breathe and still let stuff drift. But you can still be focused on that. And I just felt it lacked focus. It lacked a rawness and an open woundedness. There was no open wound in this at all. It all seemed so civilized. It all seemed so sort of buttoned up. They all seemed so polite, a lot apart from that one scene. And the politeness was driving me nuts because I was like, fucking break free of this because that's the reality of this. The child wasn't, you know, Scarlett did a bit, but it only served to characterize her as just dismissible because she seemed unreasonable, which seemed a bit kind of gender obvious. And he just seemed at one point very emotional. What I would say, though, some brilliantly indulgent performances by, as we've said, Laura Dern, Ray Liotta. He was my favourite. Ray Liotta was my favourite. I mean, he looking bizarre, but he Alan played... Alan Alder. He plays this horrendous, and Alan Alder, another absolute classic. They, I thought they were two, again, just effortless. Effortlessly what they were in it, but delivering their... So good. So, so good. Classy. And that wonderful scene that I know you loved so much where um, Scarlett Johansson was getting nervous about serving the divorce papers and her sister kept coming My in. My favourite scene of the whole film. It was, wasn't was it? Was the mum, the sister and her. And the mum. The the I loved, loved, loved that scene. Wasn't it wonderful? And I loved the way he came in and helped himself around the kitchen. Yes. That was... So, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are moments there in are, it. Some really, really good yeah. moments in this film, but not enough for two hours, 15 no, minutes. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, well, let's sum up and score it. Well, that that's my sum up of it, really. Just too long. Um, it just need Yeah, it needed, like, 40 minutes taken out of it. It needed mm. to be dramatised more. We needed the emotional... The emotion needed to be intensified. Yeah. And... If that is the case, and now when I'm thinking about it, that they were doing the reverses with somebody else, don't do that. Mm. If you haven't got time for the schedule, then don't do the movie. Mm. Well, I don't know that for sure. It's just no, a, no, it's but it's quite feeling. interesting. As I think about it, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's certainly not our kids' Kramer versus Kramer. It really isn't. No. Mm. So, so I'm going to give it five out of ten. Oh, okay, five out of ten. Yeah. Maybe six. Six out of ten. Okay. Well, I thought. I was really excited about seeing Adam Driver sort of go to a new level because I think Adam Driver runs the risk sometimes of being so cool for school that every part he plays, he's very good to look at, he's very cool, he's very slick. And I loved it when he lost his shit. And I, I find it very difficult to look at. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I liked it when he lost his shit and I wished he'd lost his shit more. I found when Scarlett lost her shit, it felt too considered and too obvious. As I've said before, it was too polite, it was too buttoned up, it was strangely unemotional. And I say that as having gone through the emotional absolute, there are no highs, the emotional lows and lows of going through a d divorce, custody. essentially, and trying to get custody and trying to see your child. 
And you're right, I hadn't even thought about that. The, the role of the child seemed particularly unaffected by it. And even if that is the story of the directors, it's just not make, very, give, give him something. Have a scene where he just flips a bit or misbehaves or gives the wrong information. I mean, there was a very funny scene where the woman from the courts comes along to monitor Adam with his son. And again, again, even that was lacking in drama. You didn't feel there was any... I mean, Jeopardy. I suppose the director would say that we see him go to his dad's when he doesn't want to go. He doesn't yeah. want to leave the party. He doesn't want to go trick-or-treating twice. He doesn't... Uh, and, and so, yeah, I... I He's ticked the box. I, I can see how it would be defended, what we're saying, mm. but we didn't feel it. And, didn't and the feel thing it. is, we are people that have, like... We, yeah. like to, we feel a lot very quickly. Yeah, and I mean, it. yeah, I mean, I was reduced to tears by something like the Joker, and and you know, I mean, I, this this suffered from the same thing as the Irishman for me. It was too much, too long, too indulged, too considered, and too almost carefully mapped out. It needed to be a bit rougher at the edges. Anyway, that's how I felt. Um, so I would probably give this a four out of ten. You gave it a six. Um, and because I felt bad after I said five. Go back to a five. 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 I'm giving it four.